Before we get started, a word from 3BR, proud sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. The guys and gals over at 3BR Distillery are talented creators and purveyors of unusual craft spirits made in their kitschy Slavic punk-style tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit made from peas is an homage to their family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house over at 3BR Distillery, located at 7 Main Street, Keyport, New Jersey. Talking Tacos Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi. Together my, again. My name is Dr. Dave. I'm here at Lotteria in Asbury Park, where we always record this ep- this uh, this podcast. I'm here with my friends. I'm here with Bill. Say hi, I'm Bill. I'm Bill. And I'm Matt. And Matt Matt's setting up. I'm Campbell. And Campbell's taking care of some nacho business, I believe. Kung Fu Joe. Kung Fu Joe's over there looking handsome. And then uh, special guest this week. Say hi, Ed. Hello there, you cool cats and kittens. Ed's, Ed's been uh, on a tour around the continental United States uh, doing all sorts all of uh, work and or pleasure things, but has uh, decided to take a pit stop here and join us for the Talking Tacos podcast. He's, he's what you might call a, uh, a TV insider. Um, his, his job involves... Um, he is A's, in the A's Hollywood A's industry. ADing. I've been in Arizona, Colorado, Las Vegas for a good couple weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about being in the desert forever like you did when you went to the desert. Yeah. So you've been in the Witness Protection Program. Yeah, you had a good time. So did I. You go to the Midwest when you're in the Witness Protection Program. Before we get too deep in this podcast, I just want to um, bring on two new sponsors to the podcast. One, uh, uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't know this already, but uh, we are brought to you here by uh, Dr. Dave's Discount Bidets. Dr. Dave's discount for days. Get, I, are you cleaning your butt with a piece of paper? Are you really doing I mean, that? I am. At, when you're I when am. you're when you're done moving your bowels, you re, you just you wipe a piece of paper on it, and you're like, okay, that's good. A and bunch you of go. pieces of paper, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You people are. I insane. try to kill as many trees as possible. This is uh, a ridiculous practice. We should all be using bidets. And that's why I've opened up Dr. Dave's discount bidets. Here's here's what you do: you just go discount and you, bidet. Yeah, you just go and you clean your discount. butt after you're done taking a poop. Um, no, but I, it's I, a bottle of Poland Spring that you I, attach to your I can't toilet believe, hose. <laughs> I can't believe that. Just squeeze it hard. I cannot believe that washing your butt. I cannot believe that we all have the capacity to wash our butt after we poop and the capacity the audacity and nobody does it and it, i'm the weird one i'm like oh i have a bidet and people are like what's that weird thing you have on your toilet i'm like yeah i clean my butt after i poop sorry oh yeah i got shrimp quesadillas yeah we so. got shrimp quesadillas so um first first fake sponsor uh dr dave's discount discount bidets for days Take a full body bidet, go in your shower, and just clean your ass. Full asshole. body bidet. Yeah. Just, There's not a shower. Yeah, yeah. Just clean yeah, your ass. Full body bidet. Dude, I can't. Don't walk around with a dirty asshole. We should have bidets everywhere. Honestly, in the workplace, can you imagine taking a shit workplace. at work and then you have shit on your butthole? Dude, for all the rest over of the day? all over Europe, bidets everywhere. And when I lived in Italy, it was a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it should be a mandatory thing. But anyway, uh, second sponsor. Um, uh, dessert for me this week uh, for the past few days brought to you by Cheese All That NJ on Instagram. Cheese All That NJ. Dessert? Uh, 
Yeah, I I, um, I shared they uh, she saw that uh, a caterer of charcuterie boards and other uh, cute um, cute f- food platters. Go oh go check out Morgan's um, Insta- uh, Instagram. Cheese all that NJ. Uh, I, I I reshared uh, a post of hers where um, it said Hocus Pocus um, for Halloween. It was cut out of cheese, and her her uh, she ran an Instagram story contest where if you reshared one of her posts and tagged her, um, you could be entered to win a free brunch platter. So I reshared the one. That she had like actually words on her cheese platter, just like at that whiteboard. Uh, I, uh, I I shared uh, her cheese platter that said Hocus Pocus, uh, made out of cheese, and I said I do it with liquid chalk, but she does it with cheese. Uh, and I got a lot of responses on that. People were like she did it better because you know cheese is better than chalk. It was a beautiful presentation. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like this was a rigged competition. Um, I'm not saying it was rigged, but I won. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so good. Uh, I was provided uh, sweets and snacks and treats this week by Morgan from Cheezle That NJ. So uh, Dr. Dave's discount, but Dave's and uh, Cheezle That NJ. Uh, welcome back to the Talking Tacos podcast, everybody. So once we get some napkins, um, we have a hot sauce, right? We do. All right, good. Because I set up my little table ring light. We're going to video the one chip segment, the new segment of the Talking Tacos Matt, podcast. Matt, tell us about the one segment, the one chip segment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're just ripping off fucking Dave Portnoy and Barstool with the pizza reviews. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. Review well, how are we executing it, Matt? I don't fucking know. This is a, this is a trial run. I got I got I got the equipment. Open you guys, I honestly yeah. don't know what the rules are. Like, tell me the <laughs> rules. What are the rules? So, the, the the rules according to Dave Portnoy is that you have one bite to judge what you're eating. So one bite, everybody knows the rules. You take a bite, and that's that's it. Like that's your commentary. You get a bite of the pizza. You get a bite. You of can the crust. finish the pizza, but only no, after but you give the review. That's it. So you one bite of the pizza, one bite of the crust, and right there your review has to come. And that's, and that's what it is. One bite, everybody knows what it is. So one How chip. does that differ after, like, what we usually do with the hot sauce, though? Like, don't we usually give a review on one bite? But now I'm going to video it, and it's going to turn into yeah, a reel, because that's what going. you need. And we decided to start Instagram. doing the one-chip challenge. We're, we're all going to be involved in that. Can we please have some silverware and napkins? It's just awesome. you. It's just, it's just me. Napkins. Sorry, I'm making a mess. <laughs> what, yeah, we need napkins, napkins and one roll-up. I'm making a fucking mess over here. Sorry. So uh, we put it into the chat the other day. We're going to do the one chip challenge at some point. There are various companies. Oh, the that, spicy dash yes. chip. Yeah, yep. I, w- I would love to eat a spicy Various dash companies chip. that on video to see how long you could last without milk or without aid or without everything. Uh, and yeah. it's going to be a future of the video, which is why the video is at the table right now. Yeah, I still, I still need to learn how to. Thank you. I need to learn how to sync. The video and the audio. So for the first couple weeks, we'll just have yeah. We're going a little test run. Little test run. I bought this little tiny table ring light that all the OnlyFans girls use. I got my phone set up in the little stand. We're gonna video it. I feel like Dave, since it was your idea, we'll video your one chip first. Or we can do it all at the same time. Apparently, my idea. It should fit it all. So whenever you guys are ready, let me know. I'll turn on the phone, turn on the video. I feel like we should wait until we order tacos so there's no danger of being interrupted. Yeah, I mean, Alejandro was already here. He's yeah, sorry. She wasn't ready for it, yeah. yeah. She was ready for it, I'm sorry. I need a nap because I, I fucking crushed the Andrew Stone 
so oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was so hungry. The Andrew Stone Memorial Quesadilla. Dude, it really is, yeah. man. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. Is this now every every time? This is this is yeah. Great, I mean, not every appetizer. time, but like yeah, uh, regular, yeah, every time. You know, we've ordered the shrimp quesadilla consistently for the last like two months. <laughs> That's when he came in here in order. That's been wonderful. Then we miss him. He changed coasts. We miss him. So I'm going to sink this one in quickly before Alejandro gets back and gets taco time. I want to give a shout out to my son, Max Verstappen, on winning his second Formula One World Drivers Championship. Second consecutive. Second and second consecutive. He won last year in a completely non-controversial, clean-cut <laughs> fashion. Uh, no one had anything to say about it when he won last year. This year, uh, just barely getting by with only four races to go. <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen, just a dominant uh, performance in, 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 in competitive. I mean, it's a sport in the sense, but it, even just his, the performance, whatever you want to call it, his performance is head and shoulders. It was the last race um, was in Japan. That was the race where he confirmed his championship. And because of rain, it was shortened. It's normally supposed to be a 46-lap race, but because of rain, it was only 26 laps. He won the race by 25 seconds. Yeah. He was one second faster per lap than the second-place person. Not even, like, 15 or 18 or whatever. No, he has been head and shoulders, head and shoulders above everybody on the grid this year, and not just because of his car. Like, when Red Bull... When the season started, Red Bull did not have the fastest car on the grid. Ferrari had unquestionably yeah, Ferrari yep, built the fastest the, car. The fastest car. Since then, some of the upgrades they brought, I would say they're probably a little bit more neck and neck. No, um, they're faster in the straights now. They are faster in the straights, but Max has just been driving like, and this is not to say that his main rival, Charles Leclerc, has not been driving well because he has been. But Ferrari a has second just been slower. Yeah. But so is his teammate in the same in equal machinery, if you will. Exactly. So Max has just been pushing his car to a different level. Um, he unquestionably deserves this championship. So, yeah. the, so the same week that Max Verstappen, my favorite Formula One driver, wins the championship, or at least confirms everyone knew he was going to win. There's four races yeah. left. He basically had to not finish any of the races to even have a chance to lose, uh, which wasn't going to happen. But he confirmed his championship this week, but it's also the same week that my poor New York Metropolitans <laughs> made it to the playoffs for the first time in seven years and immediately lost in the very first series in a three-game series with all three games at home against the San Diego Padres, the Mets, who were built like an iron powerhouse with the best starting pitching staff, especially the best number one, two in the game. And... Um, Mad Max Scherzer, three-time Cy Young winner, who has been amazing all season. The past three starts of his, he's fallen apart. I mean, he just wasn't there for the postseason. Was he tired? Was he old? Who knows? But he didn't come through, and neither did the Mets. All I heard all season long was Mets, 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 Mets. They were consistently good. Yeah. Yes, they, they choked. If you got to lose, lose first. Like, don't don't drag it out. I don't agree with that. <laughs> you got to lose, lose first. I don't agree with that either, yeah. Lose, lose first. I think Pro- it looks like you're going to do first. wrong, do wrong right. That's it. Yeah. Get out. We're not talking about Ed in our fantasy football league. No. First. First and last. <laughs> Beat by 100 points. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> Old Ricky Bobby. Um, the uh, I have to admit that I was, Dave, you called me out on it. I fucking fell into Kevin's troll trap. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kevin Malazzo, our friend of the podcast, is... He's been the, on the episode a few times. Yeah. He is... When, when Kevin... Kevin loves the troll, but when Kevin commits to a troll bit, he commits. And he's been trolling our Formula One chat since pretty much the season started. Yeah. And he knows we all like Max and that we all do not like Lewis. And yeah. so he roots for Lewis and he roots against Max. And he but, does it in, in, in clear and obvious ways that are like non-sincere, but he's putting out the most like uh, um, extreme argument yeah. to, to defend any sort of behavior uh, of Mercedes and, and condemn any sort of behavior by Red Bull. So specifically this week, the, the long... Uh, the ongoing investigation of the FIA into Red Bull's potential cost cap um, violations in 2021 was finally released. Red Bull did violate the cost cap by a small amount, a minor amount, less than 5%. Well, again, the leak is, again, and why are there leaks? But the leak is like $2 million. Right. And people are saying, like, you could develop a whole new rear wing uh, that would help you win the championship. Right. With $2 million. It's like, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I, you, I don't think Red Bull did. If um, you could develop a whole new rear wing that would change the landscape in a championship, somebody would have been close before four races to the end of the season. You know what they were also saying, too, is Red Bull, is they were defending their overspending. They were saying, oh, actually, that was um, that was costs that we didn't think that were associated with the, uh, with the construction of the vehicle because it was... Uh, uh, two million dollars of that were catering costs for the team. Yeah, ca- and sick days was the other one. Yeah, sick catering and sick catering days costs for the for the last uh, four months of the season. You know, Wait. having the team travel around. Yeah, the, uh, the world uh, <laughs> feeding them, taking care of them. It was an extra two million dollars. We thought we didn't think that was going to count towards the, exactly uh, towards the, the budget cap. And that's they're saying, yeah. So all the memes now are about two million dollars of catering. <laughs> oh, here we go. Is it taco all right, time? I think it's taco time. time. Thanks for coming to Formula One talk. Yes. Yes. Yeah, more drinks and taco time. All right, it's go. taco time, baby. He's not going to spill. I, I'm going to call right now. Matt's going to be the one to spill something. No. I'm not spilling shit. All, all right. right. No, Matt's going to be the one. All right, now that, we, now that we've done taco time, let's do our... Hot sauce time. Oh, it's hot sauce review. Our, yeah. our inaugural... Hang on, let me get it in my, in my phone. You said taco inaugural? time? Oh, no. Actually, we did our taco time. Now it's the inaugural uh, one chip. All right, we have Outer Limits hot sauce tonight. It's the Weed Eater. It's their jalapeno hemp seed hot sauce. Um... We had one other sauce from them. For the love of the sauce, hear the music at Facebook.com Facebook. yeah, slash Weed Metal. Interesting. Weed Metal. Uh, refrigerate after opening. We're going to finish this tonight probably. It's got white vinegar. It's got jalapenos, raw shelled hemp seeds, salt, garlic, and xanthan gum. That's it. Raw shelled hemp seeds. Major contributor to this hot sauce. More great flavors are available at OuterLimitsHotSauce.com. <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah, so this is our second Does it have an tried. estimated heat rating? Uh, this is a lower than the last time. Last time was hot as fuck. It I was, was going to say jalapeno also. as opposed to... Uh, no, there's no sort of... three, I think. Three yeah. and last time was five. No, no, there's no... There's no stars. There's no peppers. It's just... I feel like I saw that somewhere. All right, I'll let you look. All right, here we go. Dave, yeah, starting those. us off with the what one chip What are we doing challenge. the one chip thing? You're taking one chip and giving you a review. Oh, wait, you're... Fo- I, it's on you. It's, it's already right. happening. Here we are. Weed Eater. 
by Outer Limits. I'm excited for this one. This is a great, like, Mexican restaurant, like, green salsa. But it's not like a hot sauce. It's almost like a verde sauce. Yeah, it's very salty. Jalapenos are great. Jalapeno flavor is great. Jalapeno flavor is great. Mild heat. It's like a tongue tingler. I mean, not yeah, very mild. Like I'm saying, this is like a this is like a green salsa that you would get at a Mexican restaurant. That's creamier than that. I'm gonna eat the yeah. whole bottle right yeah, now. Yeah, it's gonna go. No, I'm gonna smash. It's not hot at all. As sauce. the non-hot sauce hot. guy, yeah, as the non-hot sauce guy, like Love it. that's barely a hot sauce. It's right, it's good, it. creamy. It's actually pretty delicious. It is delicious. It's perfect on eggs. This but is it's, an egg it's hot like, sauce. Yeah, not really hot at all. This is what we put on eggs. I would say it's actually too weak to be an everyday hot sauce. If this were everyday, like you would, it would not be enough. You need to be hotter than this. There really is some good jalapeno flavor. Like it tastes like fresh jalapeno. Yes, it tastes like ground up jalapeno. Yep. But no, but the flavor is great. I would yeah, it tastes like ground up fresh jalapenos. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty delicious. Like I actually like it. I am not a hot sauce person, but it has zero it heat to it. Yeah, it's like a tongue tingler. It's not a crippling heat, but the last one was hot as fuck. So it's nice that they have a little bit of a. Be- it's got some heat. Don't be tricked. Like I feel it. Oh yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, not yeah. overwhelming. It's not all around, my friend. But I've also been going heavy pours as well. All right, good. So we got we got our first video. So I need I need to learn how to. Sync up my video and my audio. We got a good video of that. I'm very excited about that. Now, now, now let me try this hot sauce. Yeah, try it Wait, out, dude. Hold this was And we we need we need to come up with a rating system. One chip. We need like a. Right. Uh, but I mean, this is so light. I mean, I would say like it's technically has a little bit of heat, but it's not. I would say it's, it's like a spicy. I was going heavy pours, and it, yeah. it's it's lingering with me. Yeah. Like I feel it on one side of my mouth. Yeah. It's, it's not devoid of heat. It's just very light. It's actually kind of wonderful. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what it's very what, pleasant. What pizza this can go on? This is like a, a put on literally anything. No, but Dave, Dave hit the nail on the head. He said Mexican restaurant hot sauce. That's what it tastes like. No, yeah. it's not loose enough. I mean, you know, when it, no, like the salsa they give you, like oh, this is the verde sauce. Yeah, the verde sauce. That's what it tastes uh, like. Yeah. This yeah. is listen. It's not this a thicker, It's got some heat though. This it's, is it's thicker not, and creamier than that. I mean, usually you know, like I think restaurant heat, like green sauces are are flavorful, but they're runny. This is not. Yeah. This is like yeah. a one point. That's probably the hemp seed. Not even a full two out yeah. of five. Consistency wise, you're correct, Chris. Flavor wise, it's nearly identical. It's not two peppers out of five peppers in hot sauce, and I think in order to be a hot sauce, it has to be at least two peppers. I don't know. Keep does, that, does outer keep limits break their hot sauce? I think it breaks two. No. I think it breaks two. I think it's no. I think, I think, I think it, it doesn't break two. It's one for me. Pour no, another no, pour. It's, but it's one and change. But yeah, one and change. It, break. Break. Yeah, it depends it, where you it, round it stays, up. It depends like, where you round up. Now, it's still in my chest. 1. It's, it's not a crippler, but it's, it's hot. It's I, got got a heavy, I got a heavy pour. It makes its presence known. It's got a good I mean, bouncing. I think it would cut through eggs. The more, eat, the more it lingers. Like I poured a bunch on twice. You could give this Comes to your kids. a little late. For breakfast on eggs. You're crazy. This is every day hot sauce. Yeah, I would eat this with a lot of shit. It is every day. I put this on my eggs. Eggs, fish. Every day, hands down. Is it a two? No, it's not a two. You don't think, think it's a heat index two? 1.3. If you have to protect your bubble in a day, you can eat this every morning. Your rating system is dumb. 1.3 on the heat index, man. It's not, it's not, 
it's, it's got a yeah, so tiny bit of a bite. We're gonna have an error. The bite is mostly vinegar, though. It's we're gonna have to have like an iceberg fucking cores where we agree on the yeah. heat index. No, we're, because we're gonna make. You know what we're gonna do? When Alejandro comes back, we're gonna have her create the heat index. They have the rating system for us. If we're, if we're going off a heat index, one to five, five being the hottest, like a one point two. Where does tequila fall on the heat index? Oh, in my mouth. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. Whoa. We were brought our tequila. We're going to all drink it now on the Talking Tacos podcast here at Live Arena. Hell yeah. Over under is that Matt Spills before Doc does. Thank you, Alejandro, what? for it's our not tequila. Happening. Okay. It's not happening. Oh, that's good. Tuesdays are the best day of the week, guys. It's good. Just like, There's all the days. They're really good. There's all the days. That yeah, the hot sauce is good. It's fucking tasty. No, this is an everyday hot sauce. Outer, outer Limits hot tasty. sauce. Outer Limits jalapeno hemp seed. Banger! This is an everyday. Listen, just just because the heat is not, I, I is try not to, like honestly, this is a hot day. sauce that I would eat, and I am. It not, adds a lot. It has yeah. a lot of Wait, flavor. As the resident not hot as sauce, as the guy. resident yeah. not hot sauce guy, like I would put this on my. I'm a shit, sucker for like, jalapeno hot sauces too, yeah. though. Like they have the most taste. Oh, dude, the flavor is crazy. The flavor is crazy. That or a tomatillo sauce, and this is just missing yeah, tomatillo. This uh. is kind of a spicy tomatillo. Yeah, it's a two. I don't limit hot sauce. I think it's a two. 1.2, 1.3. If you could taste it on your tongue. No, no, no. 1.7. One point seven. Well, this is two. Round on, the, on the heat level. Round up two. I, I have, like, no heat. Like, I, I do. too high? Like, I don't like... It's not... Like I said, it's not a burger, but it's hot. It's got... It's it's, it's balanced well. I think it... It's a low heat. Like, yeah. I would compare it to, like, a jalapeno cream cheese level of heat. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're gonna go through the whole bottle. I mean, this is like I'm, I'm putting this. I pulled it when I'm putting this motherfucker in my fish tacos. That's for sure. Oh fuck but yeah! Somebody said that this bottle is inviting us to listen to the music. What? This is mm-hmm. what? Like mm-hmm. weed metal is is something where they're weed metal, you to, like like monster magnet. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a quote on, the on there. It's like light like the sauce and listen to the music. All right. So Billy Strings recently said he learned music from bluegrass, but he learned to entertain from metal. So he played the metal band and the bluegrass, oh. and now he's fucking slaying. Listen, as a oh yeah, as a musician, I relate to that comment a lot because what weed metal? No, no, the whole uh, performance versus the like listen, listening to musicians to learn how to play music versus listening to a musician to learn how to perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference. Oh yeah, I'm like, sure, I'm sure. There were bands, like I mean. Just Kiss. I'm a Kiss fan, right? A lot of people will tell you that Kiss are not great musicians. That's ostensibly false, but... Also irrelevant. Right. I'm not going to get into that, but listen. Entertainment value. When yeah. you see a Kiss show, and Kiss is the extreme example. How, long, know, have they been, how long have they been a band? Uh, their their first album was released in 1973. See, that's... If you're around still right now, like, there's Older no argument. Older than Dr. Dave. You, yeah. You have what it... Yeah. What it takes yeah, if you're around 50 yeah. years, yeah. you're a fucking icon. But I mean, here's the thing, though. Even like, even when you go from bands that are not that are not Kiss, right? I'll put it like this. Years ago, I was a senior in high school, and I I saw a show at the Art Center. It was uh, the Stone Temple Pilots and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. At the time, Californication had just come out, so the Chili Peppers were headlining. And heroin or not heroin, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, with uh, honestly, with with uh, with Scott Weiland, who knows, right? Usually, Harold. It was like yeah. 2002, right? When, when, whenever uh, California came out. Oh no, that was like 99, maybe 99. No, 2000. that's right, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, 
No, I remember that, that era, that, that was the year, this was around, around when the tour was. Um, so, Chili Peppers had just released Californication, so unquestionably the more popular band compared to the Stone Temple Pilots at that time. Um, I swear to God, the Stone Temple Pilots, just by virtue of their live performance, absolutely blew the Chili Peppers off the stage. Like, and they were the opening act. The Chili Peppers were the headliners. The Stone Temple Pilots wow. blew the Chili Peppers the fuck away. And there's a whole other thing I can get into about, you know, late era Chili Peppers versus early era Chili Peppers because, listen. Rumor is there going to be um, yeah, Chili Peppers next year. Chili Peppers from 89 to, like, 97, there's no competition. There's no band better than them in that, that hot era, right? But... Californication and post-Californication, eh, yeah, you know, like, and, it, and it's a shame to say that that's what happened when the band got mostly sober, right? Listen, I'm sorry, older bands made better music and put on better shows when they their were on drugs. Their latest album is really that's, good. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Dark Side of the Moon. I actually haven't listened to their latest album. Is it good? Because mm-hmm. I did not like Stadium Arcadium. I thought it was trash. So, another similar example, uh, me as a metalhead, fucking Metallica. Metallica is one of the biggest metal bands of all time. Yep. They are not a, like, musically speaking, they're not a great band. No, they're I terrible. Disagree with I disagree I love, I love well, Metallica. Well, I drew the even, whiteboard today. I, I listened to the four yeah. good albums. So even <laughs> hardcore Metallica fans. Like, I know people who have been diehard Metallica fans for their entire lives. And even a lot of ridiculously hardcore Metallica fans will say, you know what? Metallica sucked from the Black Album on. Yeah. The Black Album was 33 years ago. Black Album was great. Like, 30... Like Hall of Fame. Yeah. They put out some okay stuff here and there. Like, Black Album was at least 30 years ago. So, like, there are people who think that the majority of Metallica's career has sucked. But you know what? They Once put Lars on. Lars became a shithead. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Lars, Lars has sucked. never been a great. Lars has never been a great drummer. Uh, and he's a drummer. No, no, Lars is not a James, bad drummer. James has well, never been a. Great a yo, Lars. Lars is a an okay drummer at best. I love I mean, Lars. So is Matt. I love Lars. Lars is an okay drummer at best. <laughs> uh, James is not the best singer in the world. Fucking Keep Robert Trujillo. <laughs> Robert Trujillo's a good bassist. He's not a great bassist. Cliff Burton was a fantastic bassist, but Cliff died in the yeah. fucking eighties. Uh, so, like, metal. And I, I will say, Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett's a fucking phenomenal. One of the guitar greatest guitarists. Yeah, Kirk Hammett's a great guitar player. I'm not gonna lie, Kirk, ha- Kirk Hammett fucking plays a He's mean the best ass musician guitar. in the band. Yeah, unquestionably. But. Metallica overall, not the best musically out there, but they put on a fucking fantastic live show. When they're playing live, they could play a song that you hate. They could play a song that they you don't think is shit off an album that you absolutely detest, and it will be amazing when they play it live. Metallica puts on an awesome live show. So as someone that grew up in the era of Metallica was very popular as Joe you did as well and grew up as a drummer and I was the person that would whoever would listen to me I would tell them that Lars Ulrich was not a good drummer and I've always awesome. felt this way about Metallica as musicians and a lot of their songs like I love Metallica but like 
musically speaking, I would listen to Megadeth, Iron Maiden, band, Judas Priest, bands like that, 10 times out of 10 over Metallica. That's just a fact. But Joe is right. Metallica puts on a great fucking show, and it makes a difference. A lot but, of pyrotechnics, a lot of things that yeah. can add to the performance. But that being said, I'm sorry, if we're talking in that, that realm, nobody puts on a better show than Iron Maiden. If we're talking about this genre of bands, this era, Nobody puts on a better show than Iron Maiden. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Why? I, mean, I, I want to know why. All right. Two no, reasons. No, no. You don't get to interview. Okay. Just fucking go. There are, there, are, there are two, sorry, three primary reasons. There are seven reasons. A, the musicianship. The musicianship of Iron Maiden is unmatched in the metal genre. Judas Priest comes close. Other bands come close. But we got tacos. But fucking Bruce Dickinson's voice, the, the drums of Nico, like nothing else comes close. Secondly, the the stage special. special, got it. The stage setup, right? They they they're a mix. They're a bit of a cross between like you know, Kiss and Alice Cooper in terms of their stage setup. It's a very elaborate stage setup. There's lots of pyrotechnics, Kiss lots of effects, lots of like like imagery of like Eddie, right? You know, like Eddie the the skeleton mascot, right? That's a very important thing. And then, primarily though, you watch this band play, and this band, right, has been sober for a very long time. They were never a big drug polio. band, Iron Maiden. I get the polios and You watch Iron Maiden play, and it's like, it's like every member of the band has pure adrenaline injected into their yes. veins. They, they, they start... They don't let up for the entire 90-minute to two-hour set. The energy is just electric. Completely it, agree It's unmatched. There. It's unmatched. Completely agree. Uh, the only monkey wrench that I'm going to throw into these works is Guar. Guar, dude. Oh. They got banned from the U.S. for a while, right? Guar. I have my thoughts on Guar. Guar puts on the best People Live actually died in their pits. In all of music. Yep. In the entire music industry, nobody puts on... I am hot take here. Nobody puts on a better show than Guar. No, that, no, that's not a hot take. Guar, Guar looked at what, what Kiss was doing. They looked at what Alice Cooper was doing. They looked at bands like that, and they were like, listen, we're going to put all of our energy into that, and like that's... That's our brand. Because, like, listen, I love Guar, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Guar makes good songs. They, they just. No, Guar's all about don't. the stage presence. Yes, they don't. Yes. But their show is an experience that you can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. Oh, what do you have? Absolutely. You go, every Guar want, show. There's not so many dancing vaginas out there. But I mean, in the, I mean, in the special taco here, a lot of reenactments. When Gorgor ejaculates over the entire crowd, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Not all opinions on the Talking Tacos podcast. Or, uh, oh wow! Anyway, uh, yeah, it's crispy fish taco is special right, taco tonight. We're going to talk some tacos real quick. Chris is Chris is already pouring hot sauce. Cerdo hot sauce or little esquites? Whatever sauce they have on this taco is hotter than the hot sauce. They I'll say it's chipotle right mayo. She said it out loud. It's hotter than the hot sauce. I'll tell you right now. It is, uh, yeah, on the fish taco, yeah. Whatever sauce, yeah, spicy yeah, mayo, whatever, yeah, they put on the it's hot. It's really good. It's really good. Whatever's on top. Yeah, whatever's on top. Fish taco, like yeah. And the, the, I think we did. Yeah, thank you, Alejandra. Oh, can I get some water, please? Water. Thank you. The crispiness of the fish yeah. is exceptional. 
Like it it's crunches. It's very crispy. Yeah, it very crunches. crispy. They uh, they know the crunch. They know yeah. the crispiness. The chicken last week was killer. Thank yeah, they you. know they know what the fuck is up. This is a good taco. Nah. See now, this is like we've said this before. It's been a while since we said this. This is a taco that needs to replace one of the regular standing menu uh, taco menu items. Because I would get this every week. It was on the menu. This is great. Now, cerdo, hot sauce, spoonful of mosquitoes. No, this is better. This is better than her pesco taco. All right, I'm into it right now. No. I'm going in. Um, lime squirt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, squirt the lime on it. Yeah, the special taco this week is a crispy fish taco, and it's much better than their standard fish taco. Oh my god! I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to um, Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, why isn't this on the menu? This should be the fish taco. I didn't like it. This should be the fish taco. It depends on the fish. Oh yeah. Yeah, what kind of fish is it? You know? It's probably cod. It's probably white fish. Thank you. I mean, it's it's really fucking good, Alejandra. Yeah, it's really fucking good. But I mean, honestly, like a lot of it, a lot of it is in the crisp of the fish, the way the fish is prepared. Like, yeah, it does have a good like spice to it. Yeah, uh, Chipotle mayo does that. No, I'm happy. That was fucking great. Mm. Guys, I, I don't know. I didn't have a meme of the week. Like, it was a week, week so, for memes. <laughs> I don't have a meme of the week, but I do have a prediction for next week's okay, meme of the week. Do tell. Okay. My prediction for next week's meme of the week. Metallica sues us for telling that. No, no. Joe Biden's I have two words for you. Anybody see this? Anybody see this? I have two words to you, for you made in America. Joe I Biden. I did not see this. Oh, no. my God. Yeah. So our build back better or whatever. Our illustrious president gave a speech the other day where he said he started off by saying, Let me start out by saying I have two words for you made in America. Yeah, good joke. Yeah. Uh, I can this count. is three words. Like like absolutely like tailor made to be a meme of the week. It's going to be next week's meme of the week. I promise you. I, I'm not I'm disagreeing with it. you, but I feel like the meme lords are fucking like very proactive, and I feel like I would have seen a teaser or this. We didn't miss our window. Well, so well, so here's the thing. So, like, let's talk about potential runner-ups, right? I really thought that the Tom Brady and Giselle news was going to catch more in the meme community than no, it did. It did for for I saw a little bit for like half a day. Yeah, but 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 it was very like. Hyper fixated yeah. on like Florida. Everything people. there is so ironclad. It's not. No, it's no longer funny. I saw one that said yeah. like memes like are very tired of Tom Brady. Tom Brady was such a meme for such a long I saw time. One, memes are tired of him. I saw one that True. said like Giselle was like, oh, it's been terrible since we moved to Florida. He cut all the sleeves off of all of his shirts. Yeah. And, <laughs> I saw that and he put a Salt Life sticker on a Range Rover. We don't even know. She's what like, we don't even know what a salt life is. We don't even know what that a means. Salt life sticker. <laughs> She's like, I told him I wanted a divorce, and he just took off his shirt and went out to the store or something like that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, there's no, go there's no news there. They're gonna get divorced, and that's just gonna be it. They have kids. It's it's ironclad. The, the, there's no drama allowed now. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right because I, I I expected it to be a bigger 
internet phenomenon than it was. There's also $650 million between the two of them. I'm sorry. How did I know that Tom Brady was going to play another year of football and Giselle did not? Right? That's what the whole divorce is about, is that he's spending too much time away from family. Yeah. That's why I think it's bullshit, because, I mean, she had to have known. No, but that's that's what it was. She has a he woman. said that, that that last year was his last year, and that she was going to have time to go do her own thing. I knew she that was bullshit. The kids. I did. That he reversed it. So, suddenly, he was going to go back on a football trail. She, and was, deluded, she was deluding herself. Yeah, but herself. he technically retired. We don't know what that conversation was like. Like, did he retire and then not tell her that he's unretired? And she, like, read it on the paper somewhere? But like, you know, like... They're, they're, that would be awesome, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the reason she's divorcing is because he definitely didn't handle the unretirement right. Like yeah. she's, she's worth $150 million more right. than him, so, like, why is she mad that he's trying to fucking, like, They all got their own money. It's going to be the, the quickest, easiest, fastest divorce. The only thing is going to be about the kids. Maybe his dick isn't good. We're not going to see Tom in the booth after he's done. We're not, he's not going to see Tom in the booth. No fucking way. He's not a personality. He's not. He signed a contract. He's he's, yeah, he's ready, to go. It's ready in. Half a billion dollars, Bill. Wait, we're going to uh, get Tom in the box. signed a five million dollar contract. We're going to get Tom in the box. Mark it now. It's going to be like it's going to be immediate disaster. It's signed. signed. Upon upon his retirement, he's ready in. A anyone that doesn't love him hates him. B he's he's like Aaron Rodgers. Tony he's not Romo, entertaining. He's Tony not, he's Romo like was Stern. half brain dead and Colin plays from the booth. Tony Tom. Romo's great at it. Tony Romo has a knack for it. Tom Brady. No, he's Tom like Brady has, Stern, Tom Brady has seven championship rings to back him up. He's no. going to know whatever. Listen, Tom Brady's going to be a head coach in the NFL one day. His charm is in his smile, no not his fucking words. Oh, so he's going to be an owner. He's going to inherit the Patriots. It, it doesn't matter. No, he'll Francis probably buy the Cardinals or something. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady's going to have a future in the NFL. I don't he's going to be. So, man. Can I remind you that one of the most beloved color commentators of all time is John Madden, who used to literally say things like, John they Madden need to score more football. points to win the game. You can say whatever like, you want. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, John like, Madden invented football. I I know, like, everybody loves football. John Madden. He can just, say whatever he wants. He I don't think giant. Tom Brady's really likable. Like, no, he's a prick. So I said this before on the show, but Aaron Rodgers stepped in for the uh, Jeopardy like audition kind of things when they were doing different shit. Yeah, he can't read. Either. He is awful. He might be an intellect. Like he might be really intelligent. He was awful in the show. The jokes he was trying to make were dry and awful. Like he just wasn't. And Tom Brady's not different. Tom Brady's, like, not liked by people that don't like him. See, I got to admit, and I'm not sure if this is just by virtue of the fact that he transferred out of my division as a Dolphins fan, but for my most of my life, I have wished nothing but death upon Tom Brady as a Dolphins fan That's and cool. him being the Patriots quarterback. But I, I'm not going to lie. And again, this could just be my bias, but when he went to Tampa Bay, I found myself saying... I kind of like Tom Brady. No, so I didn't go that far. So I, I, I'm in the same boat. Or I hate him same less. Business. Like, I don't yeah. know. I hate him less. And then I could, you know, it's obvious he's going directly to the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Hall of Fame oh, and, yeah. and nothing can stop Do him. Do not pass go. So, but when, you're, when, when he's in your division, you're like, I want him to get hit by a car tomorrow. No. But, I mean, you know, you acknowledge at least his greatness when he's out of your division. But he's... Not only- he's going to be a coach. He's not gonna- only has he not been in my division, but the Giants have beat him twice in big games. Big, the big game. But I still, like, respect the shit out of what he's done. I don't take away from anything, any of his accolades. I just don't think he's likable in the booth. See, here's my problem with Tom Brady. And at this juncture, in, junction in life, right, it's October uh, 11th, 2022. <laughs> took a long time. I am date. more than happy to admit the that day Tom after Brady... after Indigenous yeah. Peach Bowl say. <laughs> 
Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks that has ever walked the face of the earth. However, for years, Year? I would argue back like 10 years ago when people were calling him the GOAT 10 years ago. I'm like, dude, he's at this time. A system quarterback. Exactly. He's not. He's not the greatest at that time. Like, there are so many, there were so many times where he had the weapons around him to make him look better than he might have yes, been. Yes, but no. Listen, no, 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 no but he had those, he's made every slot receiver he's ever no. had. Well, like, are you trying since then, he has absolutely made up for it. He's unquestionably proven himself. I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago when people were calling him the greatest of all time when he was on that, like, ridiculous run with, yeah. you know, uh, with the Patriots, like the undefeated. They stuff. didn't like, know they were right, but they weren't wrong. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's the Wes Welker era. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally. Like, yeah, but know, insert yeah. three names into that. It was the like way. Like, Wes Welker. Yeah. Like, they just kept having slot receivers that were, like, Wes Welker. No, they exactly. had the line of the century. I mean, that's, I mean it, was, it was the way they were arguing it. Because Listen, when you looked at quarterbacks like Dan Marino and Eli. I'm not, that's right. Eli Peyton Dan. Manning, like, at that time, right? Like, like, Dan Marino, like, most of the records that Dan Marino broke were with no-name receivers. Like, like name me one like Hall of Fame receiver that Dan huh. Marino worked with. Look, my cousin Dan was a great quarterback. My cousin but, Dan. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Joe Marino. He was not thrown against the Vegas competition at the time. Yeah. Like, but he never won. I mean, exactly. It's not. It's, so he was. He was the the best non-winningest quarterback ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, so he, he had Dan the biggest Marino is the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Only nope. quarterback to be in the Ace Ventura. When, so. when quarterbacks were not protected as the way they are now. No, I mean, the headshots were hilarious just in general. Oh, the flags were That's different. why Braxton Berrios is the new Wayne Corbett. Oh, God, Wayne Corbett. Ah, well, listen, Braxton Berrios, the new return yep. man and You're receiver not. for the Jets. You're not wrong. He, he's at almost home all the time. He's 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 a local down. And, you know, he's fucking amazing. I mean, he's he, deserving of our support. I'll support anybody. Um, not anybody, but... Not anybody. Anybody that's deserving of it. All right. The God, the fish talk. Can we talk about the fish tacos again? They were really fucking good. Eh. Um, they were really good. We uh, we didn't have meme of the week like we said. I'm just gonna call meme of the week right now as the. It's a niche meme of the week, but ever since the news has come out about the Red Bull cost cap breach, there have been there's been a deluge of memes about this. And they've all been hilarious. I'm just going to call that meme of the week just so we can have a meme of the week. Because they say Red Bull is claiming they overspent on the budget cap like most major sports. Uh, Formula One implemented a budget cap per team on how much money they can spend. In 2021. Uh, In 2021, last season. So they're reviewing. They they finally got around to reviewing the books from last season. That's why this is news. It's not even from this season yet. From last season, they're reviewing the books and saying Red Bull spent $2 million more than they should have. Rebel's like, oh, that was because we spent it on catering. So, two million dollars compared to what was the cap? Like, how? how 145 much million. 145. The, the cost cap was 145 million dollars. They okay. overspent by two million. Okay, so it's like one and a half percent. What or? Yeah. yeah, but Mercedes is saying, oh, with two million dollars, we could have built a whole new front wing that would have helped us win the Disaster. world championship. Yeah. No, stupid. Which is obviously not true because, as we were talking about earlier in the podcast. 
the well, we, we we sort of alluded to it, but the last what six races of 2021, Mercedes put a new engine in their car. They like Lewis Hamilton went from last on the grid to first in like 50 laps. Like that's not because he's the greatest driver of all time. It's because he had a fucking rocket ship and, on the back of his car. And going 1%, like 1% over cap or 1.5% over cap doesn't sound like a lot at first, but when you get into those high ends, yeah. that little bit can make a huge difference. Like, it no, can it can't. It a huge difference. No, you're not wrong. Also, aren't they, what they're, so they're saying they went over on the catering money, but it's one big pot. It's so they could have gone over on any part, and yeah. also well, they've the been doing this forever, right? Anywhere. And and they know they, what food costs, and they and they know that catering counts, right? I feel like it's not like they were just like, oh wait, you're counting food? No, they well, didn't. So, so this is what's kind of annoying about it is that the the FIA has spent months investigating this, and they finally released their findings that this is the area, quote unquote, that Red Bull went over the cost cap in. But you would think that after roughly a year of investigating this like which obviously it takes time the FIA in my opinion should be able to because like Red Book you know Red Bull and all the teams opened their books to them right so the FIA in my opinion should be able to specifically say here is exactly where they went over budget because they spent X dollars on this thing not this like general gray area that they're giving out but again the other thing that I think is worth noting is that last year was the first year of the cost cap. It's the first time that teams had to deal with this. This is where I got caught in Kevin's little troll war, right? Like, it's the first time that teams had to deal with this. So I think it's reasonable that some teams go a small amount over the budget. But let's also talk about the fact that before the cost cap was in place, teams had free reign to spend whatever money they possibly had to develop their cars. Like, so so it's, we're apologizing for Red Bull for spending $2 million more. Cause yeah, they, used you to, they used to spend $400 million a year. Now they can only spend one hundred forty-five. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. You I'm don't accidentally stating. spend $2 million extra dollars on shrimp. <laughs> like, listen, oh, yeah. we, we made our breakfast <laughs> I mean, I $2 million dollars more expensive. But I'm not saying I agree with Karen but, Horner. I'm but, just saying. But when you're spending money like they I'm do. I'm just saying this like, all I'm saying. It's easier like to joke about than we're joking about right now. Like, no, well, like, that's what they said though. That they, hey man, they they had a two million dollar buffet increase or breakfast and food increase is what they said. You suddenly don't think that food goes up two million dollars. But see, here's the other thing though. Like, listen, even if these people that are saying with two million dollars you could develop a new rear wing, right? Even if, let's just say they did that. Let's just say Red Bull went over the cost cap and developed a rear wing as an example. I do not recall. If they drastically redeveloped their rear wing with $2 million, nobody mentioned it when the races were happening. Do you have any idea how many races there are where people will, like, where the rate, where the other drivers will go and, like, inspect the other driver's car? It's like, oh, oh, no, th- this rear wing is a little bit different. This front wing is a little bit different. They all look at this shit. Nobody said anything about Red Bull's car in the last five to six races. So, again, I'm not saying that Red Bull didn't do it. I'm just saying if they did, nobody fucking noticed. And playing yeah. devil's advocate for a moment, right. like if 
the FIA went in and they compared the actual spending, and they saw that they're gonna. They by the way. and they saw that like they spent the same amount as everybody else on every little thing except catering, and that's why they said catering was the overage. Like, all right, they spend more, you know, two million dollars more on catering than everybody else, but every one of their other bits of spending was exactly in line with every other team. Okay, well then maybe no, no, it's not is, that big deal. This like, is why it's annoying. Is because Red Bull are the team. Red Bull are the ones that saying this is what we spent the money on. The FIA said it was procedural and something else overspend, but they didn't specify on exactly what the overspend gotcha. was. And me, I'm sitting here. Maybe I just don't understand how the FIA does yeah, their listen, books. But like, you would think that if Red Bull opened their books to them they would be able to pinpoint exactly what the overage was. If you're going to lie about the cost of omelets, you're going to lie about what you pay for the fucking rear wing. That's what I'm saying, though. So did Red Bull lie about their books? I mean, you got you got to assume all their books are cooked at this point. Yeah. They're either none of them. Listen, the same accountant's not going to lie in one section and keep everything else crossed. So you got to assume that the, all of their books are wrong. Whatever, Max. Point. Max is a two-time champion. Yeah, Fuck well, Lewis yeah, Hamilton. yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta uncrown the champ. Right you're, 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 you're not gonna uncrown the champ. I mean, you crown the champ four races before the season ended. You're gonna uncrown him? No. Even if they went through the books, it would take two years to figure it out. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. Well, listen. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna order a dessert really soon. Let's uh, let's get our plugs in. And uh, uh, my first plug tonight is for Blink 182. Um, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad nobody unplugged them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, one of my uh, favorite bands, Blink-22, Tom DeLonge rejoined the band, and they announced a world tour and a new album coming out. So Can't wait. Uh, you know, they need your help. <laughs> I'm on board for that. They're on Blink-182. They need your help. Uh, follow Cheese, all that, NJ, on Instagram. Morgan's making good stuff. Cheese, all that, NJ. And um, follow... Um, Probably the, the biggest account I've mentioned all night, uh, wipe, uh, that underscore wipe word on Instagram. Follow that wipe word. Hell yeah. Bill? I got nothing tonight. I'm just really happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like all the shit that you guys are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what do you got? Uh, I am once again going to plug my friend, student, and teammate Francis underscore Marshall on uh, Instagram. Uh, Francis Marshall is one of the newest hires in the UFC. He's going to be fighting on December 3rd. Nice. Uh, keep an eye out for Francis Fire Marshall because he is going to be fire, fire. Absolutely. This kid has been trading with me since he was 13 years old, and he is an absolute monster. Fire He's Marshall. going to tear things up in the UFC. I love it. I'm here for it. Ed? Uh, I guess we should, uh, what, the sponsor of the podcast, 3BR? In Keyport, New Jersey. Sponsor of the network. Sponsor of the network, yes, 3BR. Uh, we're there every Sunday, some of us here at this table. But, yeah, they uh, sponsor the network. They just had a tomato liqueur release. If you like your spirits, tomato and sweet, I have a place for you. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, visit them, tomato. Main Street in Keyport. <laughs> Chris? Uh, as always, Twin Lights Brewery, 4057 Asbury. Got a lot coming up in the next couple weeks. Spooky season. A lot of stouts coming out. Also, Courtney and Jenna for shouting me out last no week. Even though, uh, you know, they, you know they, at this table, the most responsive to the brewery action, and we appreciate you. Uh, 
Connor Brackett, my lead's band, had a whole conversation this week. They're performing in Hoboken on Thursday. They tried to get me to go back to Hoboken. Now I'm not going back to Hoboken. Connor Bracken and the Mother Leeds Band. They came out with a song dedicated to Special Olympics. Shine on. Friend of the podcast. Glorious. Connor's been on the podcast. Yep, it was glorious. The song's fantastic. I had a conversation on social media with him. There's something going on in Hoboken on Thursday at Finnegan's Pub. If you're within earshot of that, go to that because they're great and I'm not going even though I love them. Shout out to Matt's Rice and Beans. Um, they'll be around forever because Matt won't eat them. That's it. Matt's Rice Matt and Beans. Matt had two tacos.net.com. It's like two-thirds like two yeah. done. Half done. Um, shout out. Uh, I will also shout out Connor Bracken and the Mother Leeds Band. I love you guys to death, but there's no fucking way I'm going to Hoboken for literally anything. Finnegan's Pub. Thursday Fuck night. Hoboken. But not on Thursday. No way. I love it. Um, uh, I'm going to shout out, as always, uh, every other podcast on the Review Podcast Network. Ready, Set, Review is returning. We are recording two episodes this weekend. Cannon Fodder will be back with our Halloween episode in a couple of weeks. Of course, three of you are distillery. Future sponsors of the podcast, hopefully, Loteria and Asbury Park Distilling. I'm begging for sponsorship. And political partying uh, is canceled. Yeah, fucking Corey's having a baby. Corey Marcus and We'll get back with that. But... <laughs> But finally coming back, so I'm finally, finally getting uh, a second episode in the books, soon to be released. Matt and Mike read comics with Mike Zapsick from Jay and Son and Bob's oh, cool. Secret Stash and Comic Book Men. And of course, nice. obviously, follow the Hard Maybes on Instagram. We yeah. just played our second show this weekend at the Zeke Dental Jam. Uh, we it fucked rocks. pretty hard, I'm yeah. not going to lie. It was a great show. Uh, we're going back into the studio to record in the next couple of weeks. Uh, our first EP, which will be out sometime next year, and uh, more shows to be announced in the near future before the end of 2022. So keep your ears open both to this podcast and my Instagram and at the Hard Maybes on Instagram. I love all you guys. Had a wonderful time. I'm Matt. I'm Bill. I'm lovable Dr. Dave. Well, I'm Kung Fu Joe. I'm Ed. And I'm Campbell, and you have to follow the finger around the table. We'll see you guys next week. Follow Cheese all you, you have to talk. Follow Cheese all that on Instagram.